I hope that all of you are buckled up. Actually, you're probably just sitting on your couches because you're not ready for it. Today's guest is the living legend that is Dana Ward. Welcome back to Overshare. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn. And today we are going to be welcoming our old dearest friend, Dana Ward. I'm so excited to reunite. Before we get started, let's tell everyone what we're over so we can get the get the blood flowing, get the get the juices flowing. Joss, want to kick us off? So over it. What she said. I would love to kick us off. So per the usual, there's a lot that I'm over. I was actually dabbling, dabbling momentarily with sharing my thoughts on maybe being over tie-dye because I feel like it's just like everywhere. But then I, <laughs> as, Lily exits the, as Lily exits the podcast wearing tie-dye, but then I decided because I read an article that tie-dye is like out, like it's canceled. It's too saturated. But like, I'm never getting over tie-dye. I think I'm going to love it forever. So I put that on the back burner, kibosh that plan. And I've decided the thing I'm over is yes. the breaking news that came out this week, uh, that flying snakes. I'm like, which, what? Flying snakes are a real thing. Um, they are small <laughs> flying snakes that are, thank God, not venomous, venomous, however you say that. And they're far away. They're in Asia. Um, but I just don't, I don't feel comfortable with their existence at all. Like I feel like the, the end of the, the end of times are upon us, like between those weird shark beetles and coronavirus and the world falling apart, like flying snakes just seems like the next plague, you know? I feel like I've been going on different websites than you are to get your news. <laughs> Mine actually came from a very legitimate source. I'm a subscriber to something called The Skim, which every single day, it's basically in your inbox when you wake up and it just skims the news, pop culture news, global news, um, news Gives you your talking points. Yeah, and so I get like all my news from The Skim and they were reporting on flying snakes, which means it's actually effing true. Well, that sounds so, absolutely traumatizing. <laughs> I, just I don't like, be, I'm like, I, snakes in general, I don't like being, I, they're, it's too, they shouldn't, how, how do they move? How do they do? <laughs> how do they do? Also, I just don't like the fact that they can eat such large things, including human beings. I'm going to, it's my turn. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Um, you mentioned subscriptions and that is actually something that I need to be over, but, um, have a really bad memory. I know that there have to be other people out there that like every month you'll see your bank account. Money just keeps getting taken out for all of these subscription things that you've signed up for. And I see it happening and then I'm like, oh, I'll cancel it tomorrow. And then I never <laughs> fucking cancel it. And I cannot even tell you, I'm paying for things that like I signed up for free trials months ago and I've never been back on that website. And Wait, but I thought, Lily, you were the person who told me you had discovered an app or something that went into your bank <laughs> account and, like, found all of your subscriptions. And didn't you tell me you discovered that? I, I don't know if I would say I discovered <laughs> it, but um, I, I used one like that a while ago, and it it didn't work that well. <laughs> it, it, like, it would classify the things that were, like, super obvious. So it would be, like, food, entertainment, but, like... It didn't know how to distinguish between all the entertainment. I don't know. And I not like to mention, I I think uh, also just overall what I'm over is um, that we stopped paying for cable so everything could be cheaper. But I think that I probably pay $400 a month in streaming services because between I it's Apple TV, it's HBO Max, it's CBS All Access. And it's like, why do they have these new names? Why wouldn't it just be the CBS app? Why is it HBO Max? What happened to HBO now? I'm so confused. There's so many names and I just want to watch all my murder documentaries. The HBO thing is specifically <laughs> incredibly confusing. I'm going to have to reach out to my friend Pat Shin, who you know as well, just to find out what exactly is going on over there because I have too many HBO things. That's why I recommend YouTube TV to you because they kind of have, they aggregate a lot of the, like, at least the, the networks. 
And I really like Hulu, but I have to pay for all of them still. Oh no, I don't do that on YouTube TV. Get on YouTube TV, but it's, it's very expensive. The price just went up to $65. See, that's, I, uh, I don't know. I pay and for you live watch, TV on You Hulu can watch and Escape have... the Night without any commercial dreams. <laughs> also, P.S., when you were talking about subscriptions, if we're being honest, and this is a show about honesty, I would say that I think your hatred of subscriptions all stems from your massage envy relationship. <laughs> oh, how dare you bring that up? <laughs> Which is funny because I was thinking about it yesterday. Guys, there was a time that Jocelyn, um, I think it was a birthday present. Yes. Like, or Christmas like or something. A, yeah. Like first year I knew her. Jocelyn um, knew that I had a lot of back problems and she's like, oh my God, I got your birthday present. And it's a fucking massage envy gift card. And my face when she gave it to me was like, ah, thanks. Because um, plot twist, I had been going to massage envy for quite a while now and um <laughs> there I hate places that they make you do like to cancel your membership you have to either be there in person or you have to like they wanted like a handwritten like he's read it with like a fucking feather at this point <laughs> and they uh I didn't cancel my account and I just let it go because I was stupid and um I I think it got sent to collections at a certain point but uh <laughs> it explained why when Jocelyn went in to get the gift card that they were like What's her name? And then they like go look it up and they're like, <laughs> like giggling. It was the very, very weird. Never in my life have I gone to like a beauty establishment to purchase a gift card and had the employees behind the counter like go back to reconvene and discuss the purchaser's like gift. It was very strange. I thought they were like fans of yours. It really messed up my credit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recommend. But um, should we welcome Dana? Oh, I'm so excited to see Denaw. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I hope that all of you are buckled up. Actually, you're probably just sitting on your couches because you're not ready for it. Today's guest is the living legend that is Dana Ward. Insert clapping track here. That's the best intro ever. Okay, so if you guys have been living under a rock or maybe you just don't know us, I feel like, Lily, don't you think people who know you and I probably also know Dana? I just assume so. But um, also, you though, you quit Clever a long time ago. We haven't worked together in a long time. That's true. That's it just true. Feels but I like feel like that's, just a, that's a real test if someone like watches all of your content. Agree. Know Agree. Who I am. That's true. Um, so, just to give a quick little background on Dana, she was one of the Clever OGs along with me. We started building Clever, I mean, well over 10 years ago at this point. And we saw Clever through for many, many, many years until Dana left Clever to start a new empire as the founder of a little company called Barefoot Scientist. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, man. You got to care about your feet. What's it like to be like a successful entrepreneur that like created a product that you didn't even just like create something like you had to develop something with like scientists? Yes. Yes. Well. Um, let me just say being an entrepreneur is not easy. I think that we all as consumers always see like the positive, the success stories and this and that, but every day is a freaking challenge. It is difficult. Um, the highest highs, it's the lowest lows, but at the end of the day, I get to do something that I'm really passionate about. And I'm so appreciative for that. You know, like it's cool. It's, it's fun to have a challenge and yeah. learn and everything. So you're just reminding me that I need to go take care of my nails. That's what I was going to say too. a lot of people out there, including myself, especially during quarantine and the stay at home, we appreciate what you have created because my feet have never been more disgusting. Oh, I know because you're used, even if you don't get mani-pedis regularly, 
it's like in the normal world, people would like make time for those things and they would have their schedule of like, okay, like I go once a month to the, the Manny Petty to get my Manny Petty or at home, you know, once a month I do this myself and we're all thrown off. Our schedules are like all over the place. So it's nice to have, at least for me, it's nice that I have all these products at home where I'm like, okay, cool. I can, I can <laughs> shave off some of the, the calluses on my heels. I can clip my nails, you know, it's just like, I'm just picturing you like dipping into your own stock being like, Oh crap. I ran out like opening boxes in one of the other rooms. Yeah. But during this time, like sales have been really crazy because more people are like, Oh, I need to take care of myself and I can't go to the nail salon. So, um, I'm personally out of so many samples. Like normally in my garage, I have samples and then at the office I have samples. And right now we are like dry because we well, have to send everything out to our customers. If someone else happened to be out or wanted to try them, where would they buy it? Yes, good question, Lily. They would <laughs> they would buy Barefoot Scientist at barefootscientist.com or we launched at Ulta Beauty. Woohoo! <laughs> Ulta's like a dream. At so. the What's that? Is Ulta open at the moment? Did everything so, I mean, close again? Things are constantly changing just as the world, uh, the, the virus is developing in the world and everything's kind of changing, but select stores are open and then some other stores are closed, but they have curbside pickup. I actually tested yes. that out yes. recently um, here in California because there's no stores locally. I still haven't even seen my product in a store, which oh is insane. Goodness, that's so sad. We need I to go know. on a road trip. I know. But yeah, I think like Nevada might have um, stores that are open. So Vegas. Yes. Vegas, anybody? Yes, 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 yes. Um, so yeah. But you well, can like goodness. pick up and store, um, curbside pickup. It's interesting. So well, options. congratulations. We're obviously oh. your biggest stands. Oh, oh Gatsby. Hey, hey, Gatsby. Come here. So that is Gatsby in the background, oh. which is Dana's dog that she adopted from the streets of New Orleans after which hurricane? I can't remember. Hurricane Pausing Harvey. Harvey. Hurricane here, Harvey. Yeah, Come Hurricane on in, Harvey. Gatsby. Come on in. <laughs> um, so something that's really oh, something that's really important that I feel like we have to point out about Dana that Lily and I are both very accustomed to, but I feel like will help as we overshare these stories is that Dana is definitely one of, if not the most put together, intelligent, polished people I know. But, and I say this as the biggest compliment in the world, uh -oh. also right up there with weirdness in the best way. Like <laughs> homegirl is down to do a lot of weird stuff. And that pretty much summarizes our friendship and our career. Lily, would you agree? <laughs> Yeah, Dana's one of those people that she'll say something and I'm just like, how did your brain even get there? And then it's you even can steps. ask her and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> I think but, um, sometimes it skips steps, but doesn't that keep life interesting? Absolutely. Well, definitely, which is why today we're going to talk about our first industry jobs, which like for me was for you guys, which is funny. And I'll give my opinions of what you guys were like, but, um, Dana, <laughs> what was the, like your first, like, I guess, cause you did like, you had odd jobs before. I feel like you got into entertainment. We were talking earlier how you did, uh, your spray tanning business yeah. in college, but yeah. that what was like your first like red carpet slash entertainment job? So, I mean, it was a long time ago, but I remember one of the first red carpets I did or actually this is the first red carpet it was for this show called get out and it was basically the most beautiful people you've ever seen I'm not saying uh, I was not on the show I was just covering it most beautiful people you've ever seen with like sick like all they do is work out for a living um traveling to the most beautiful locations in the world and they were just like you know running around in their bathing suits being like hey you know check out Turks and Pecos and blah, blah, blah. I never saw the show. I had never even heard of it, but um, I got to cover the red carpet for it. And I got it through this like casting site. I was so stoked um, because Can I was working actually for free. Pause though, what? because you what? guys and the casting sites, I, that's <laughs> such like a world that I know nothing about. 
how did those even work? And how did you know what sites were like legit? And how did, I mean, you guys also use Craigslist. So obviously you didn't care what was legit, but. <laughs> it was the wild west. <laughs> but like where there's like, was it like five websites that you'd kind of like rotate through or how did it work? Yeah, I feel like there were a couple websites that as a host, you were kind of just like checking like Craigslist. This one was called GotCast. And Dana, I feel like you're being very modest. GotCast, when we first started hosting, was like the coolest, hottest place of all time. And Dana actually won a contest or something like that to be able to do this red carpet. And I can tell you for sure, thousands of people were trying to get that job. And I don't even know if I knew you at the time, but I knew. I knew about that job opportunity for that red Did carpet. Did you apply to? I don't remember, but I do remember the show. I watched it. It was on E. Oh, you watched that, it? Yeah. Oh, well, amazing. Which, which makes sense though, because I feel like this was like when you guys were hosting was like when Juliana Rancic was like, that's who everyone wanted to be. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All of us wanted to be Juliana Rancic. Her name How was did... Juliana DePandy at the time. Remember that, that is oh. right, yeah. Dana. And she had like bleach blonde hair. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this job was like no other. I'll try to keep this short, but we because I was not getting paid, which is like pretty normal in the entertainment industry. You work your at you you work really hard. <laughs> Excuse me, I don't know if I could say that. You can um, say whatever you, work, you want. You work really hard, and then they you know it's an unpaid opportunity to get footage for your reel. So, but I thought this was the best unpaid opportunity such ever. Bullshit that they do that. Like you, it's literally like slave labor and being like, no. "Well, we're helping you." <laughs> exactly. So common. Exactly. It's so common. But I got to go to a very swanky dinner at STK in oh my West gosh. Hollywood. Another so, hot spot at the time. So I ate some good food and then got to host this official red carpet. And it was just, I would think I was like rubbing shoulders with Lauren Conrad and the entire cast of The Hills at Le That's where I was. You guys remember that place? Like, I definitely just made my microphone peak. (laughs) Um, You know, that would have been like my dream. Like I was watching that probably from... I would say college. I think I was still in high school. Um, that it was like literally going to Ledoux and hanging out with Lauren and Heidi. Uh, you were yeah. living the dream. And I was Dana, living the dream. I love that you brought up STK because at that point in time, that was one of the hottest restaurants in LA. I mean, it might still be. I have no idea. But I remember me and you discussing the fact that we would go to events just so we could eat. How oh, sad yeah. is that? Oh, that's, yeah. That's a true fact. Like, I we mean, would want the free food. We couldn't afford to, like, buy all these delicious, delectable foods on our own. Like, because yeah. they weren't paying you. <laughs> <laughs> but even if they were, it was like, you can't afford that. Like, Jocelyn, you had a solid uh, everyday meal. What was your, what, what were you always eating? I mean, I ate a lot of corn nuts. That was like, that might have even been like pre-Dana, some of my snacks. But even when you and I were first starting at Clever, I mean, I don't think people understand how little money we were making. We would get paid $5 a video for some of the videos we did. And Dana and I could not afford clothes. So we would take turns wearing the same shirt. They smelled like BO. And then some of the shirts, if it was appropriate, we would wear them backwards. Yep. Or inside that, out. Because that if was, there was a print on the outside, you could turn it inside yep. out and suddenly new shirt. New shirt. Guys, are we going to pretend like that's just an old tactic? You guys were doing that up until Dana quit. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It was a running joke even after I left. Like that, that wardrobe room. Ooh. So I think, did I don't you, think you could donate that stuff? Oh no. Well, I think when, great. when everything went down, I think we just threw most of it away. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, prom dresses you... from 2012 were still in the wardrobe room. <laughs> so gross. I mean, we don't talk about when. the Macy's prom. <laughs> um, Dana, do, did you feel like, did it take a while for you to get like, I don't want to say jaded, but like, you know, when you go to red carpet and it's like, it's not that cool to be 
like seeing celebrities and being on a red carpet is far less glamorous when you've actually been on the red carpet. I, was there a time, like, I assume the first one was probably super cool. Was like the second one even kind of like, oh crap, this is actually kind of a I huge feel, clusterfuck and I'm tired. Or were you excited for like a year? I feel like, well, I, for sure more than a year. I feel like you know where someone is at in their career, depending on how excited the level of excitement they have for covering a red carpet because the early days like you said it's like oh my gosh I get this opportunity this is what I've dreamt up my whole life and then you're like at the end of the carpet just like you're trying to get like the extras at people yeah like please just say something so I have footage um but yeah like I mean there there was for sure a point where Jocelyn, you can attest to this too. There's like, you're very excited to go. And then suddenly like, yeah, you know, is there someone else available? It's totally cool. You can take that opportunity. And now, like, I will say after leaving the entertainment industry, one of the things that was so exciting was to have my weekends back. Mm-hmm. And you guys are probably experiencing that as well, since you don't cover like the daily grind anymore, but to be able to have a weekend when the Oscars are happening or when the Golden Globes are happening and you don't have to go to the studio, you don't have to go to the red carpet, you can live a life and you don't even have to watch it if you don't want to. It's like freedom. I well, think I- in general, it's very much like not, I since so much of the stuff is fun and it's like, oh, I get to go to this cool work event, but like it's still exhausting to like do that for an entire night. So like, that would, I think, take the place of a night out that I would have, like, just with my real-life normal friends. Not that you guys aren't my real-life normal friends now. But, um, <laughs> that, like, going to a red carpet or something isn't going out to dinner with friends. It's a very different kind of social experience. But I feel like we get kind of that social interaction. And I would, like, be like, okay, well, I'm tired. That's enough. And then after a few years, it's kind of like, oh, my God, why have I just been working all the time? Because it's like even when you're not actually it's not like a hard thing to go to a red carpet. It's actually very nice and it's fun. But like everything just becomes about work. I think when you're in entertainment, because there's a lot of crossover between, oh, that's actually just a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to draw the line. For sure. I think that's definitely true. And I think I always tell people who are like aspiring to a career in entertainment news, which by the way, like there's three of those jobs that exist right now and they're all filled by people who are never leaving them. So just start a drama channel. Yeah, exactly. I feel like going on YouTube and doing your own thing is probably going to be a lot more fruitful, but in the early days and still to this day, I will tell people if you can survive red carpet coverage on the regular and also thrive and be able to actually do it successfully, AKA like Dana was saying, even just the concept of getting someone to stop and talk to you. Um, if you can do that, you can absolutely do anything else. I think me and Dana, um, you know, so we actually didn't even meet at clever. We were working at so many different outlets when we met like over 10 years ago, which is another thing about the entertainment business that people don't tell you is like, you need to be ready to work harder than anyone alive and also do like 75 jobs. So Dana and I were really for $0. (laughs) Um, so Dana and I were working all over the place when we first started and we were working at a few different outlets. One of the other ones we worked at together was called blaze. Um, which was like under the freeway and there was a lot Did going on there. No, Blaze with a V. With a V. B-L-A-Z. One V. We went and- from one V to two V. Clever. <laughs> Actually, if I have thought to of that. Blow that, roll that out for you. Um, I'm just trying, wait, was that someone's name or was it no. just a word that they came up with? Just a word. Just a word. Just like but literally everybody worked there. Dana worked there. Chelsea Cannell worked there. Matthew Hoffman worked there. Andrea Renee. Andrea there. Renee worked there. I could go on and on, but a lot of the people that you see hosting like TV shows and stuff were working there at the time. But Great Dana training. and I, I'll, I'll never forget the time that we both had an experience with Gary Busey. We were both... <laughs> Wait, I just, uh, right now, if you're listening, 
you need to go at some point when you have any free time, even if it's just this part of the podcast, go on YouTube and watch so we can put in a clip. It is my favorite thing. It will bring you so much joy. Chelsea, so I was covering this red carpet for Hollywood TV. And I believe Dana was covering the red carpet for, for Maximo, Maximo TV. TV. Sounds okay. even more legit. <laughs> Which, by the way, were any of these on TV? No. Absolutely uh-huh. Clever not. TV? <laughs> no. Both of these are still YouTube channels, but at the time they were essentially like paparazzi channels that were trying to get a little more credibility. So they had people like us, they hired us for zero dollars <laughs> to go to red carpets. And this one was for the Oscars, the night yes. of a thousand stars. Was it a thousand? I thought it was you're really hundred. Mis- <laughs> you're really misleading that she was not at the Oscars red carpet. No, no, no. We were at it a party. Was a secondary event. <laughs> Um, celebrating that the Oscars were happening. And I would say like a lot of the people on the red carpet were like people from VH1 Celebrity Rehab. Jerry Busey was one of the main people on the red carpet. That's going to tell you enough about the event that you need to know. This was at the Beverly Hills Hotel, which is very swanky. Mm -hmm. So it was a very nice party inside yes and dana and i actually took one of our first and cutest photos ever pretty sure we're probably both wearing dresses from like our sorority formers formals in college <laughs> mine was from um prom or homecoming actually high school um, because again nice recycle no one wanted to dress us at the time like no celebrity stylists were coming for us and we also had no money so we just had to wear our clothes from like 10 years previously it's true so um Dana already had a pre-existing friendship with Gary Busey. I feel like that's okay to say, right? It's true. I mean, from uh, covering the roast on Comedy Central, I would always run into him at the the roast. Yes. I don't think he remembered me, but I remembered him. Also, let me just add a little caveat here that for anyone that isn't super familiar how red carpets work, especially when they're covering for outlets that aren't E or I mean honestly even clever didn't usually get the best placement on the carpet and if you're at the end of the carpet that means all of the most important people probably aren't still doing interviews by the time they get to the end they've gone inside so (laughs) Dana and Jocelyn are always kind of like trying picking up the scraps at the end of the carpet and um (laughs) continue with your Gary Busey but but some people are very excited about what they're promoting and they'll do the entire carpet. Very true. Oh, that's another thing. It's also that they get a tip sheet with all of the people on it for the event that are planned, like that have RSVP. Wow, can't talk. RSVP that they're coming. So it's like you'll have, if it's for a movie, it's like the main cast. But then you have like the movie studios, all their other clients that are like in stuff, maybe coming out in a few years. No one knows who they are. But like, because that's who J- like that's who Jocelyn Data are going to be interviewing. That's who they're having to study. So it's like they have to know all of these people or be able to just like bullshit these interviews and pretend like they know what they're talking about. And like Gary Busey isn't someone that I would think you'd be planning on interviewing. No, no. Probably What'd not. Would you ask him? Well, um, and one more thing related to that. So many times, like, Half of the people who are on the red carpet aren't even on the tip sheet. So, so true. you, so like true. Gary Busey, we know his face, but like there are other people who walk the carpet and you're, you literally like you keep, there's not, you can, you don't know who they are because you didn't plan on them being there. There's so many people in entertainment. You cannot keep up. No. Especially and, now with all the digital shows and so like everything. In a, so in a moment of panic, you just have to go for the one that you actually recognize. Well, no, you have to be prepared to talk to anyone. Actually, a you fun game. like you know them. A fun game that Dana and I used to play in our de- in our office over our desk because Dana and I shared an office for like 10 years. Do you remember this, Dana? We would sit in our office and just spitball questions back and forth being yes. like, so tell me, what are your plans this summer? And then you would respond, go for it. What would you, what, what would be your next question on a red carpet? Um, it would definitely be like, well, it would not be, so what brings you out tonight? That's the no. <laughs> That's the no. As a reporter, you no. never ask that. That's the no. Um, so how do you feel about real life witches? <laughs> Actually, that would be a great question for the red carpet. <laughs> 
I remember we always used to have like the series of joke questions where it'd be like, oh, do you have any questions prepped? It'd be like, so what's the vibe on set? Who's the biggest jokester? And it's yes. like all the same things you yes. ask everyone. They've answered yes. so many times. Dana's other question would be like, have you ever thought about becoming a farmer? Like truly the <laughs> most random shit you've ever heard of in your life. But go on with Gary Busey. These people like get the same question over and over again. So sometimes you want to mix it up and uh, make sure they're paying attention. It's very true. So, so cut back to this Oscar party that Dana and I are covering. And I feel like this is just going to count as my, as my story. So I was working at Hollywood TV again, kind of described it. And um, Dana was about 55 spots ahead of me on the red carpet. So she had like really great placement. So in the video, you see Dana and Gary Busey engaging in like a very long conversation about yin and yang and what does it even mean? And at one point, I believe you guys actually touched foreheads to each it's other. It's kind of like a slow, like, it's like a, yeah, I thought you guys were going to, like, make out at one point. It was very odd. <laughs> and his wife was standing right there, just, like, smiling the whole entire time. It's the weirdest it's thing so I've weird. ever seen. And, and then, then we, say, we wrap it up, and but he comes back. back, and I... <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he's what just, like... Sweet man. No, he is very sweet. Until he comes to until, talk to Jocelyn. Until you... <laughs> So by this point, like I mentioned at the time, there was a show on VH1 called Celebrity Rehab, which was kind of like, you know, uplifting, but also kind of sad because it was about all of these like very famous celebrities who would come on hard times with addiction issues and, and various other things. But the show was kind of following them, like trying to reclaim their careers and like get their lives together, et cetera. So Gary Busey had been on this show. And so he comes up to me and I was like, oh my gosh, Gary, so great to see ya. I'm like, your whole entire cast is here from the show. And I just talked to so-and-so, I can't even remember who it was. And he looked at me and he was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, you know, the TV show you're on? And he's like, no. And he just like looks at me like I'm the most disgusting person alive and leaves, walks away. And I was like- didn't he take your microphone? Oh my gosh, he stole my Jocelyn, microphone. Remember? I forgot about that. <laughs> he grabbed the microphone out of my hand and walked away. And I was like, what just happened? Like literally, I don't understand. He was he was very displeased with my questioning, my line of questioning, which now as I think about it, I had mostly positive experiences with celebrities, but I would say I've also had like some very strange ones as well. And, and I, I feel like, again, if you can get through being a red carpet reporter, you can basically do literally anything. I agree. It's the best training in the world. And you guess can take what? those skills into other industries too. Guess what? I got paid $0 for that job and it was at the Beverly Hills hotel and I couldn't afford to pay for parking. So I had to walk like two miles into the streets of Beverly Hills in my prom dress <laughs> to find my car afterwards. And can, can I tell you what happened to me after that event? What? Um, so somehow I like got into the event to just like do a walkthrough and like see what it of was all about. Of course you did. Of course. <laughs> yes. And this man approached me. Oh God. You know, I just like, Gary, to Gary me, I, no, it was not. I didn't know who this man was, but just generally, I like conversing with people. I don't know. I find it to be, I know a lot in this day and age, we're like, Oh, don't talk to me. I don't know you. I just want to be around my friends, but I actually enjoy talking to strangers and hearing their story and asking like, why they're farm if they like farmers, and if they like, <laughs> yeah, if they'd be a farmer and in their future life, whatever. But so I was just engaging, like no big deal, like conversation. This guy proceeds to give me his card and he says, if you would ever, if you would ever like fake boobs, please <laughs> give me a call. I know all the best doctors and I could get you a good deal. And I proceeded to uh, shake my head and slowly back away. And I left that event. Never to cover it again. 
Oh that my is, god. That is such what? an LA thing. That I was just so gonna say, and that was, that was one of your first red carpets. I think, yeah, it was earlier, right? That literally is like, I've never heard a more LA story in my life where it's like first covering my first red carpet as a host and I go and I get inside to the premiere and then a guy asked me if about getting fake boobs. That is, yes. What's your dream? We'll make it come true. The only difference is like that he would have like pulled out drugs afterwards and been like. For sure. I mean, does that work for people? I mean, it's, it's LA. I, I'm sure it yes. does. I was like, like, yes, I think it does. There's a lot of people actually. like that. Not everyone. Don't, I don't want to give LA a bad rap. There are a lot of really smart, uh, independent thinkers here that are fantastic, but there is a I crowd agree. that would I agree. Uh, give into that as well. So I had someone when I was gross. really, really young offer me, I met a doctor, similar story. And he was looking at my face. I was probably 26 at the time and just starting out hosting. And he was like, uh, he was a dermatologist. He's like, I feel like you need Botox. Like, do you want some? And I was like, no, I'm fine. And I regret that decision every day because like, <laughs> if I could still have had a free Botox hookup right now. I would have been living large. Okay? Literally, if you even look back at this footage when you just said that, I'm like, I think I started getting mine when I was 28. Yeah, I made a poor yeah. choice. It's preventative. And if anyone gets mad, I don't even care. My mom told me to get it which was a little offensive. I'm not going to lie, but she has a line that's like right in between her eyes and they the can't 11. fix it. She's like, you know what? They told me if I had just gotten it earlier and I've just, it's too, too, it's, yep. You can see it there. I'm not I have that too, Lily. It's awful. And then the more I like smile or I, I get concerned a lot. I know. Well, we're expressive people. And I think that's a good thing. At some point, I think a little wrinkle is good. I agree. A little wrinkle. It shows that you have experienced life and you have some learnings to share with the world. I have so many learnings. Like, make me look natural, but I don't want the lie. Right. I just, it's like, I just need to wear a ponytail. It's better if I have a ponytail in. Anyway. So, Lily, Lily, why don't you relish Dana and I with your first industry job story? What could it have been? Guys, I just like it's so it I feel so like guilty half the time because I feel like so not that I didn't like work really hard and obviously like d- d- not have a life for like 7 years, but I feel like to hear that you guys were like doing I mean, I guess I worked for 3 for 3 months and did a lot, but 3 whole months of free work as an intern? What? Uh in dirty was writing a bunch of the stories and like doing all this stuff and making thumbnails. And they're like, Oh yeah, we should, mm, she probably shouldn't go. That's we. Yeah. But I just remember that like you guys had all like done like hosting classes and done like, I feel like you guys had all really like prepped for your careers. <laughs> and I just showed up. I was like, Hey, what do you need me to do? But the weird then, thing is you had more skills than any other intern we'd ever previously had. And most and people working at the company. Because it's because you didn't start out from a point of being like, I want to be on camera. You were starting Opposite out from, day. hey, I just want to like do everything else. So you got technical <laughs> skills that you could utilize in your job. And then you just happened to also have a really great personality and on-camera presence. So it just worked out. I'm going to 100% say that like, yes, I was capable of doing things. And I think I you guys would give me responsibilities as an intern, but also like you 100% just like liked me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's why well, you like- Of course. <laughs> because like there was definitely days that I didn't do anything. We'd all just like hang out in your guys' office and watch <laughs> catfish all day. <laughs> but <clears throat> it's funny to think about because it was so not an industry that I was like, oh, I'm going to get into entertainment news. It was more like the internship presented itself. And I was like, I mean, I like reading- like at the time, literally, that was like what I still would like read Perez. Like, I feel like that was like one of the only oh, things we would go to. Yeah. Like, at, I don't even think just Jared, like, didn't even know what that was until I started working with you guys. Then I'd like have to start like checking the Justin Bieber news in the morning. But it was <laughs> so weird to see. I, I have 
told this before, but that I like remember going online, like looking to see who you guys were before I went in for my interview. And then I get there and it's like, you guys all looked like so gorgeous and put together from here up. And then it was literally just like workout pants and like shoes. And it was like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm like, oh. That's how I the sausage it. is made, Lily. <laughs> yeah, That's how the sausage is made. It makes so much sense. But um, I don't, it was so weird because I didn't, it's it's crazy to see where it is now because like literally I remember some of the first things I did like some of my first tasks that you gave me and I I always felt so bad because Dana I think was always going to kill me because she was doing the ad campaigns at this oh, point gosh, and they were so frustrating because the only way I would be able to describe this I was would be never like, going to kill you <laughs> what no that I no just that the, I was annoying ad, the, because the I had campaigns in general you would, were, you would be so focused like there on were suppo- there was supposed to be 10 people doing the amount of work that we were doing the two of us or so just like it was people doing lot. it should have just been people doing the work that actually made sense that wasn't like forcing things that were just basically it would yeah. be like Dana gets some like an email and it'd be like hey, we need to promote. And it would be something so random and not fit into anything. And it's like, uh, like it would be like, like it would be like, no, we need to promote anti-bullying. So we want Jocelyn and Dana to paint their pinky fingernails blue, pinky swear each other, and then talk to a Bella Thorne clip. Like what yep. the actual F does that even mean? <laughs> well, first of all, those were, but then there were some that were even bigger leaps that like the amount of things that even you would just have to respond to with like ideas that never happened. Like I, even when I did get hired and I took that over, like that would be so stress inducing because you'd like get emails just, out of nowhere throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hey, we need this by end of day. And you'd have to come up with like three creative <laughs> ideas around like literally like, ha- Oh my God. And it was always meanwhile, just turning- the meanwhile, the umbrella company's ad team that should be handling this is getting paid like crazy amounts of money. You're like, well, can you do this? Like you understand our content. Like we'll, we'll help you build well, this into the content. But and at the time what are you doing, At the time, the views and like the audience wasn't like loyal and strong enough to like be able to be like, yeah, do whatever you want. Just here's free reign. They would tell you what to do. So it's like, why did you just have me come up with all these ideas if you're just going to tell us what we have to do anyway? But so let's save a step. Dana would be like in her office working on like eight campaigns at once. And like then when one did sell through, it would be like, oh, my God, like all encompassing for like months. Meanwhile, then I would be going in three days a week after my like hour and a half commute from those Oaks, and I'd come in like <laughs> I'd actually like get ready and I'd for like a month, I think. And I'd come in and I'd be like, hi, like, what do you need me to do today? And literally Dana would be like, like, <laughs> like so like passed out at her desk, like hasn't slept. And she's like, uh, what, come, come back in 10 minutes and I'll figure something out. I don't know. And that's such a, I like totally relate to like, why people don't have interns or assistants and stuff because it's not easy to delegate if then you have to like teach someone how to do something or then tell them how to do it too or like you just don't even know where to start and that's I why like, you have to pick the right person like lily <laughs> but there's so you many can times. take the time to train and share all the information and who's smart enough to get it and then take it out well, I would just feel so bad because it would literally be me for like, I'd be in the office for like three hours in the morning and I'd have to just keep going back in and being like, Dana, do, do you need any, what about now? A- anything now? And then like finally Jocelyn would come back in from a shoot or something and she'd be like, oh yeah, you can research this, this, this. And then she'd write it all down on a post-it note and I'd look at it and be like, I don't know what that says, but I heard you. So I'll go do that. <laughs> it was a lot of researching and like um writing more of like the basic daily news stories which by daily news I actually mean um I vividly remember do you want to know what my first story that ever what was it was? what was Justin it? Bieber and Subway no I'm just kidding <laughs> it was a lyric breakdown oh gosh okay this is a lyric breakdown it was like a two and a half minute maybe video where it's like and then the chorus says this line which <laughs> I don't even know if we'd actually try and like give any insight it was literally just like and then they talk about this and this line and then it gets a little hot and heavy here blah, blah. but it was Owl City uh and Carly Rae Jepsen, it's always a good time. And I remember that I wrote it. 
And I said, I like email it to you after I'm done. But even as I'm writing it, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what? who's who's going to watch this? And I remember I and said people it to you. do. I, they did. I don't know why, but that was a thing that used to do well. I just remember so vividly, though, that you sent me back notes on it. And you were like, hey, yeah, can you like maybe include uh, like a, a few more of the lyrics? Because like I didn't do that much. And I remember getting reading the email and getting up and going to your office and going, yes, here's the thing. Um, there aren't that there's very few lyrics in the song. <laughs> because the song like, is they like, just, it's they always just keep, a good time. time. Ooh, oh. ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was like, unless you want me to just kind of like keep writing, like, ooh, ooh, I really don't know. There's not much more of a breakdown we can do. And you were like, Yeah. All right. I, well, I, okay. It's fine. fine. <laughs> Let's just move on. And then from there, it was like stories researching for your guys' interviews and coming up with like potential sample questions that weren't like, what's the vibe on set? Um, specifically, step up. Step up. Step up. Oh, that was always like, which one? Step I feel up. like there were so many that you covered, but, and those were always ad campaigns usually too. Yes. With Lions. So yes. lots of research, lots of, uh, those are some. The that's dance actually, movies is great. That's actually what I recall having you do as a project where I was like, oh, she's special. I asked you to do research on the cast of Step Up because do you remember Ryan Guzman and Catherine McCormick, who were the leads in, the in one of the movies? I, Dana, do you feel like we would interview them three times a week? I feel yes. like <laughs> Dana's fallen off screen. Sorry. We, I'm so sorry. You just took me back and I kind of blacked out. Um, I'm back. It was like every red carpet and they would come in the studio and then there would be an ad campaign in the studio and then you would go to the set and like learn to dance. They dance. were, yeah. We they did were so the nicest much people. Thank God they were so, so nice. cool to be around. But I remember asking Lily like, hey, can you get us some research on these people? Because neither of them had ever been in a movie before. So we're like, what are we going to ask them? Um, and she provided me with the most gorgeous graphical deck I had ever seen in my life. I think it like had research for every cast member and some of the crew and it had pictures. And I was like, excuse me. Ooh. And I was like, you must never leave. You must stay here forever. And funny enough, we're shooting another episode of this podcast, um, after you, Dana, uh -huh. and our guest was a part Who? of the step up cast. Oh, yeah. Megan Batune. <gasps> Megan Batune, who has a big YouTube channel. She was in the one that was about flash mobs, whichever one oh that was. Oh my gosh. I don't know which one it that, was, but I remember. That was the, the one in, that was the one in Miami. Miami. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is oh my so God. embarrassing. Amazing. Amazing. But John M. Chu directed it. Obviously, he do a bunch of them actually, now that I think of it. I don't know. I, I just think of him because he didn't he do Beavers. Thank you. And he yes. also did Crazy Rich Asians. And yep. he's doing Into the Heights. His career is exploding. He did oh, Gem. I feel like. Uh, yes. I also, is... <laughs> guys, I do feel like we have to probably wrap it up soon. But yes, I, feel I know. Like we, I know. Oh. But, we, but, but, but I have one more that I feel what? like, especially what, what, Dana what? and I, it was just like the epitome of our, I feel like we were already like friends and got along one really day? well. But it just. One day. Is that it what solidified our relationship just for the the end of time, guys. It was like the first big campaign. It was right when I got hired, I think, too. First big campaign, and this wasn't like, oh, it's kind of big. This campaign, even now for Clever, would be huge. huge. Like, I don't. I mean, I do know we got it. It's because the company that. Long story short, AccuView. Do they do it anymore? I, I don't know, know, but I just. I literally just switched my contacts to AccuView one day. They're very expensive. And I was like, I used to like be a representative of your company. Can I have a discount? I like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like thinking about it so hard. I really don't care enough to Google it. But back in the day, AccuView, the contact brand used to do these huge series where it was like, They'd pick four celebrities that would be celebrity mentors. And then people would submit their one day dream one day. And, yes. um, people then, like Demi Lovato, Joe Jonas, Shane Mitchell, etc. White Howard. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> so it was um our the umbrella company that owned us, Defy, which later went down the tubes and went bankrupt. Before, when we were actually like doing well, um, one of the other companies 
was called Generate, and they were the ones producing, I guess, the entire thing. So then Clever got to be the exclusive news outlet for it. I don't think Dana and I have worked on something more in depth, like for such a long period of time. I mean, you're like, I started a company. I've definitely done that. <laughs> but like, for Clever, for Clever, like it was the yeah. most involved, like just drawn out. It was for like a, almost a year straight, I feel like. But it was like these intense, huge interviews at these amazing locations. And mm-hmm. I don't even, thinking back to like that being one of my first big things that I did at work is like, what? Like, I literally was just there like, how did I end up here? Like, from doing step up research? This doesn't make sense. Well, dude, that's the cool thing about being a part of a small company. You get opportunities that like, you would not get at a larger company, maybe ever in your career. Which is, it's like a double-edged sword. You learn real real quick because you're responsible. Meanwhile, also, I like all the set dressing that we had to like fill this guest house that we shot in was literally me, Jeffy, and Kevin, our two production guys. And like ends up like they ended up being the head of production for the whole company later. But like literally us going to Ikea and personally buying being like, these plants look nice. I get, well, those look good next to Demi Lovato. I don't know what's going on. Wait, I, and wasn't this when Demi Lovato yeah. had like broken her leg and like- Oh my God, and I, years. I'm yeah. on a conference call and it's like a kickoff call for the whole campaign. And they, we were shooting it. Um, it's this Frank Sinatra house in Chatsworth and there's so many music videos. Jonas Brothers, What? Uh, what's the one with all the girls in it back in the day? All the girlfriends. They oh, Junebug or Jellybug or- I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyways, love there's, there's a Jonas Brothers music video they filmed there. I actually think uh, Camila Cabello one recently is there. Gorgeous house, this huge yeah. pool. We were stationed in Beautiful. this guest house, but yeah. this property is all on this huge hill and it's like 360 views, all of, it's in Chatsworth, all over LA. I'm on this conference call and we do celebrity news. So I was like in the know of what was going on. And people are talking about like, yeah, and then, um, we're figuring out the schedule and they'll be like, okay. And then like at two, we'll bring you Demi Lovato, blah, blah. And I like, and the youngest person probably by at least 15 years on this phone call. And they're all just being very, it was all just formalities. I don't think anything was actually being figured out, but I chime in and I go, um, I, I don't want to like, I, not to, not to interrupt or impose, but, um, we just did a news story this morning. Demi Lovato has a broken ankle. I don't know if she's going to be able to, like, we did a walkthrough at that house yesterday, and I don't think she's going to be able to do that in crutches. <laughs> and literally all oh. of them just go, oh. Literally had to get her a golf cart and refig- like reconfigure yeah. the entire day because she literally couldn't do anything because it was, like, a cast all the way up to her knee. Yeah, I remember when she was walking in for the interview being like, can I help you? Because trying to like move her chair when for her. I had to interview her and I didn't want her to be in a bad mood because like she just had to struggle because even though it was figured out, I still remember she was kind hard. of like it was hard. Yeah, she had it a, was as a, if like it was definitely an leg. afterthought that people didn't realize how complicated it was gonna be. Yeah, yeah. I mean she, it wound up being fine in the end. Um, but yeah. those interviews look great too. They really did. We had professional hair and makeup. Hi, Beth lighting i mean uh, and you know day. what's funny is i think i'm still facebook friends with some of the recipients of those one day dreams i still talk to them <laughs> I am. There, I am. there's there's three of them that i've talked to in the last year Same. Oh, i love it i love it well we could honestly great. we could honestly the three of us we have too many stories to share like we did not even begin to scratch the surface no, no so we did if not. you guys are watching this on youtube Leave a comment. Let us know if you want like a little bit more of an explanation for anything specific because Dana, we would love to have you back on, but we also don't want you to leave just yet yet, because we have our final segment. So long, share well. I hate us so much more now. Okay, so this is the part of the show that we call Share Well, where we share something that has brought us joy in the previous week. Dana, do you have something that's brought you joy this week? I have many things that have brought me joy this past week. Um, The thing that comes to mind is fruit trees. (laughs) I have some fruit trees that we planted last year, and they are blossoming and giving us this amazing fruit. 
And it feels really cool to be like, we grew this, even though the tree did it, but like we planted them. So it's really fantastic. We have got white peaches, white grapefruits. We've got ruby red grapefruits. Peaches, yes. I mean, this stuff's phenomenal. The kumquats are are really tasty. We used tasty. to have kumquats at my old house. They're really sour. Oh, ours are perfect. Dana, you okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just like you know early early growers feeling of like I don't know. No, I'm very excited Dana, about our tree. And I've known you for a long awesome. time. You have a green thumb. You are a little like you want to be a garden gnome. I've known this for a long time. Oh, yeah, even on your your balcony, on your old patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. So that's been bringing me a lot of joy to be able to go outside, pick a little fruit or something mix it into a drink. I don't know. Do whatever you want to do with it. I love it. It's fantastic. I want to hear some happiness that's happening over in your neck, necks of the woods. <laughs> Lily, do you want to go next? Sure. I was going to make mine about Max because he's been extra cuddly lately. I don't know. I feel like I haven't, I was going to do like a update on my YouTube channel and I just haven't because I have so much footage that I don't know where to start. But uh, Max, give me yours. A one hour montage of Mac. I think people would watch it, Lily. I don't even think you have to edit it. I think you could just put it all up straight. I'd watch it. I was going to say that he's been just a lot more cuddly lately and he'll like (gasps) come and just like sit and lay on top of me. But when I first got him, he literally was like, didn't know how to be a dog. He wants to play right now. He's so big. He does. You sit. There he is. Good job. Max just sat. He doesn't really do his mouth open. (laughs) He's like, I just want to get a good head tilt. Yeah, no. So basically that he just like is actually a real dog now. And when I come home, he gets really excited and he actually like wags his tail and like, just like, uh, it's so nice. Cause at first I'm like, is he sad? Did I like, does he like want to be somewhere else? <laughs> and now no, I just feel like he's like he fully adjusted. And he gets it. Yeah. He's like, You're my mom. This is my home. I am happy. Um, so yeah, that's happy. what brought me joy. He's oh, just been really cuddly that. all week and it's just very validating. I love that. I love that. Joss, what about oh, you? Oh, okay. So by the time this podcast episode comes out, I will have put a video on my YouTube channel Ooh. about. I mean, it's not really a secret that Chris and I, like, want to grow our family. Like, have a baby. (gasps) It's not a secret. (laughs) I know, but, like, what are you going to say? She's not about to announce her pregnancy on the podcast. I'm not about to announce my podcast. On our podcast. To us. Um, I thought you were going to. That's that's why you invited me to be a guest. (laughs) No, but, oh, that's a great idea. Next time you're a guest, that'll be why. (laughs) But I'm going to put up a video that I did a Q&A with this amazing doctor from Natalist, which is a brand I know you are familiar with. Natalist? Me. Yes. You told me about it. I am. Yes. Yes, Sorry. Because I know the founder. Yeah. Of course you do. Yes. Of course you do. Of course you know the founder of a business. (laughs) I was like, why do you sound so confused? (laughs) Well, I didn't specify Dana. Lily, do you know? (laughs) You know. So I uploaded I'm a video. <laughs> so I'm uploading this video and I would have already uploaded it by the time you guys are listening to this, just talking about like a bunch of common myths with this doctor about like how to, how to conceive, how to make a baby. Cause there's like a lot of things people think are true that are not. So anyways, what I'm getting at is we are on the journey to TTC trying to conceive. And I just get like so wrapped up in some of this stuff and so curious about some of these newfangled gadgets that are on the market. And look at this. If you're not watching on YouTube, go watch on YouTube because I'm holding up this tiny egg-sized satch. It's like a little satchel. And when you unzip it, there is this little egg inside that looks like it's from outer space. Okay. What? And this is this thing that my friend gave me that's called Mira. And it's attached to an app. And it basically turns you into a living science experiment. It was like Dana and I are both waiting for you to tell us that you're you have to put that up your vagina or something. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, I Lord. put this into I put this whole egg into my sacred space. <laughs> I was like, that looks very large. What's going it on? It kind what of do you looks do like it? a nest. That's it's how way I too keep big. my thermostat going. 
Um, no. So what you do is you pee on a stick and you stick it in there and then yeah. it does all of the science stuff. Then it, it sends goes, it, then it sends it to your phone and then you input all this other information. I mean, it's just, it's been very fascinating. It's brought me a little joy this week because, you know, I'm just at home all the time. And I'm trying to look for anything to entertain me. And now what's entertaining me is the science of my own body. <laughs> so does that tell you when you are ready? Yeah. So you go on the app. By the way, this is not sponsored, but I feel like they should sponsor me at this point. So you go in there and it asks you like, what's your temperature? You have to take your temperature every day. Um, do you have any mucuses coming out of you? What color are they? Um, I mean, TMI, but it's science. Um if you've had intercourse, protected or unprotected, it just has like all these questions. You answer all of them and then it tells you, now it's go time. Today's your okay. day. Today's your day to make a baby. Because oh. otherwise, you I mean, I guess you kind of know, but like, it's very oh. fascinating. So, so I have a question. Which yeah. aspect of this is bringing you joy? <laughs> I think which all part? <laughs> just like the idea of a yeah, child. I was like, this is supposed to bring all of us joy. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, I just, I want to know like specifically as your friend, yeah, I'm like, it... which part of this really excites you? Like, I thought the... you were, I thought you were like the sex part. Is that what's most exciting? No, like, is Are it you like excited about the, the egg idea or the, the, of about the announcing? Yes. Oh, I'm excited to, well, I think like, I think for a lot of people, and this is something I'm discovering, especially because I, I hate this term geriatric pregnancy so much. I'm like, it's so it's demeaning. Rude. It's so annoying. Um, but for a lot of women that are in their later thirties or early forties, and they're wanting to start their family for the first time, especially it's very, like, there's a lot of outside pressure from the world being like, Oh no. uh Oh. And I just, I hate that. And I think every aspect of life should be celebrated, whatever it is you're planning, whether you're planning to go to college or whether you're planning to grow your family or whatever. And I think a lot of people get stressed out about trying to conceive. And I get that. I totally do. But I've decided I just want it to be fun. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited about my new little egg device. And Enjoy. we'll see where it goes. I think in life, we really have to be better at enjoying the journey. Yes, queen. And you are doing that, my friend. You are doing yeah. Thank you so much. So I'll keep you guys posted. I'm also planning to do fertility acupuncture. Ooh. What does that, what does that mean? I don't know, but I'm going to visit your very, <laughs> I'm going to I visit, don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to go visit Six a your, few needles in and he's like, oh, you're pregnant. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it, cause you look at your tongue and you see what's going on. If you have any like fault lines that are giving you any like information, but I'm going to your very handsome acupuncturist, Lily, Dr. Young. He's lovely. I haven't been there in so long because it's far away now. But Dr. Mm. Young's has done a lot of YouTube content. He actually did a hilarious video with the Try Guys recently. And that he's just so funny. Such a sweet man. Um, I should actually give you back. He, I feel like I like borrowed this from him and then I moved and never gave it back. He gave me his personal like um like attraction like neck machine because he used to have a lot of the same issues that I did where it was tightness like. Mm -hmm. like up like in your shoulders and chest area and he actually ended up getting spine surgery oh wow and wow. it fixed it as far wow. as i know i haven't talked to him recently but well, it, he was like you're back gonna at have work a, a surgery if you're gonna have a surgery i hope it fixes whatever your problem is Dang. especially when you're an acupuncturist an he's like I, I avoided it for years and it was yeah. something that like sometimes you do have to but he's great highly recommend 10 out of 10. Very excited to meet him. Also very excited that we finally did this, that we finally formally had Dana on Overshare because it's been you a long guys. time coming. Um, so Thank Dana, you. for people out there who want to follow you and want to get their, their nasty toes taken care of, what do they do? Um, well, you can do both by following me on Instagram, just at Dana Ward. And then if you have any, you can ping me if you have questions and stuff, but my company is Barefoot Scientist and we have everything and anything you might need related to your feet. And it's not just if you have problems, it's also like if you just like have dry skin or you you want to like have a pampering experience, you want to massage your feet. Like we have products for everyone and every everyone and everything. So, you know, I check us out. My favorite thing ever, they, guys, they redesigned just nail clippers because you know how like I 
I just have a problem. You can see right now that my nails are way too long. Wow. But that like once they get so long, it's hard to get like your whole nail clipper around it. The, hers are literally like industrial, like amazing. <laughs> I don't know they how are. I could be so passionate about nail clippers, but they're amazing. Yes. Extra wide jaw, really great ergonomics, make it easy to clip those thick, long nails. And it doesn't fly everywhere either. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I always Just, love when I get customer reviews. Like, obviously you're a friend and you're like sharing your experience, but when it's like just nor like customers I don't know who don't have anything to like gain or lose from it, it is very interesting. <laughs> I feel like everyone shares their foot issues with me. I am all knowing when it comes to the foot. I mean, and that's like foot stuff, like especially me talking about now, like why would I make that up? Like that's such a random thing to be passionate about. So I feel like when you're getting feedback, it's probably super legit because like, otherwise who's going to be like, I'm going to go talk to Dana about my feet. No, it's people being like, oh my God, this works so well. How'd you know? Yay. Oh my gosh. Hey. Good for you. Dana, we're your biggest fans. We're so proud of you. We love you so much. Um, and straight back at you, sister. You guys who are listening, who are watching, if you are listening to this as a podcast, please subscribe, give us a five-star rating and leave a review because it's super helpful to us. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment with one of your crazy job stories because sharing really is caring. Lily, should we um, say goodbye to Dana? Appropriately so. We keep trying to. This does feel like a little better of a connection than we usually yes. have. So three, two, one. Thank, Thank you, you for, sharing. for sharing. Well, if Jocelyn didn't sound like a creepy person from The Shining, um, then it would have worked. Yeah. So what cult am I joining? I'm in. That just, worked, guys. Just the I'm shared one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this episode is over. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Love you guys. Miss you already. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.